Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Thursday. First with yesterday's news, I and Glenn ZB, we're looking back at Wednesday, uh, which was a day when uh, the word elderly was outlawed for some reason. Uh, all sorts of words should be outlawed on social media, but they're not. And a disturbing amount of discussion of Heartbreak Island on this station. But before any of that, a little bit of summit rap for you from Leighton Smith. The bias in the media has not let up. There are, there are plenty of people who just doubled down on their kicking of Trump. Because they can't accept that to run through it, and I'm not the first to do it, to run through it, that he won the nomination against 16 others, that he beat the most intelligent woman in the world and the most presidential candidate ever in the history of America. He beat, he beat her, and he wasn't supposed to be there for more than about six days before they impeached him, kicked him out, assassinated him, whatever, whatever you like. And yet here he is, having achieved already a great deal of, of things, a lot of which uh, are not necessarily of public interest and a lot of which are not uh, publicised, but he has achieved a lot on the local front. Now he's, now he's dealing in the international scenario and he's dealing with somebody who nobody has ever dealt with before in such a manner. No living, no, sorry, no um, sitting president has ever had a conversation with, uh, let alone let alone a summit with a North Korean leader since the Second World War or before. And people are looking at it and saying, I'm talking about people who are um, anti-Trump. And they're looking at it and saying, I don't believe it. this is just this is crazy. And uh, they're throwing everything at it that they can. And when I say people, I mean the commentators, the politicians, those who still hate him. I don't hate him. I, um, I just find it remarkable that... He's in these he's, This guy is in these positions uh, He called everybody there his, his close friend His friend His personal friend I don't think he understands What a friend is He I mean Psychologically Profile the guy psychologically Objectively He's not normal uh, And he's getting on a bit but don't get me wrong, I'm not calling him elderly. What did you get in trouble for? For, for, for? for suggesting that people were elderly, and in fact, many of them were not, and they objected to the word. You know, they just didn't like me using it. So what, what does elderly actually mean now? Well, I, I wouldn't use the word elderly myself. I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been uh, confronted and, and have dropped it. Um, the thing is, Heather, if you went back to the sort of mid-last um, century, 1950s last century, not many people lived much beyond 65. So 65 is when you became dependent, you know, you got your pension and all that sort of stuff. But of course, people are now living longer. So when, when we use the word, or I have used the word elderly, people have thought that it means that they are dependent, they're not able to do stuff. And of course, people in their 60s, they're the healthiest and wealthiest generation we've ever seen as the baby boomers get to age 65. So 65 is really not the age of retirement anymore, and it's certainly not the age at which you get, um, you depend, you can't do stuff, because you obviously can. 
So we, we're starting to, as, as demographers, we're starting to rethink, well, when do you get old? When do you start slowing down? When do you start... Um, not being dependent upon other people and needing some sort of help. So that's Professor Paul Spoonley from Massey University there. Uh, so elderly is out. Um, presumably, so as seniors, oldies, greys, wrinklies. Can I still call mum mum? <sighs> This is what happens once you let them on this, the social media, you see. They, they, they witness all the hate. Yesterday, social media lit up aghast at two reality TV shows, both of which appear to be popularity contests. Sadly, I didn't see either. But I did see the fallout, which spilled, as it so often does, from social media into mainstream media. Heartbreak Island host Matilda Rice being trolled over hosting a show some people didn't like and David Seymour defending his corner after viewers were allegedly appalled that he remained on Dancing with the Stars while the nation's beloved former kids TV presenter Susie Cato got dumped. It's easy when emotions ride high to lose perspective. We need to remember social media is a bubble. Those who survive it best either A, delete it entirely and pay no attention, or B, take it all with a huge grain of salt. And that means all of it, the good stuff and the bad. You can let the bubble float around you, but the moment you hop into it, you're toast. Does the whole country hate David Seymour and want to troll Matilda Rice? Of course not. Yet it can feel that way when you're at the coalface. And actually, both of these people were really just doing their jobs. David Seymour dancing for his chosen charity. Matilda Rice hosting a TV show. Vilifying these people for doing their job seems such a waste of time. Yes, but what would these people, the vilifiers, is that what you call somebody who does vilifying? I, I, that was really just an excuse for me to use a bit more, use vilify a bit more because I, I like it. But anyway, um, what would these vilifiers be doing if they weren't online vilifying, which doesn't really do any damage? Uh, they might be doing something, you know, actually nasty. Anyway, it's all a complete waste of time, uh, including those shows especially the Heartbreak Island. I mean, why does this exist? It really is a sad indictment on humanity. Heartbreak Island has started this week, two shows down, and uh, a bit of controversy. A bit of controversy? Yeah, quite a lot. lot. Yeah, the Twitter was going off last night. Yeah, TVNZ's been forced to defend the show after a scene in episode one that portrayed two of the contestants, um, Tavita and Ella. They were told that they were the uh, least popular contestants on the show. To me, this kind of reminded me of those days in the schoolyard where you were playing Mm. sport and you were the last one to be picked for a team, you know. <laughs> it was pretty upsetting. Uh, it's certainly been a big talking point in our office. A lot of tw- uh, Twitter feedback too, and TVNZ responded to someone who called it disgusting and damaging, and um, they'd asked for the show to screen at a later time because of this. Uh, TVNZ said the show reflected the realities of dating in a Tinder age, um, and a spokesperson told us it was a bold program meant to be flirty and racy, and that the time slot was appropriate. Okay, so, so right, so they did a, a photograph of them, a very small little um, description of them, and then all the contestants had to choose them, and two of them actually came out, you know, either being unattractive or not popular at all. Mm. Tinder style, right? Mm. Now, Tinder has an R18 to it, mm-hmm. but isn't this show on at 7.30, and part of its target is, in fact, teens? 
I think it is, yeah. It's, I mean, it's got a PGR rating. Obviously, it's up to parents to kind of mm. to look at that. I'd certainly be keeping it away from my kids. They're a bit younger than that. See, my only real problem uh, with it is we only have one TV in our house. And 7.30 is before my bedtime, which means if my kids want to watch it, it'll be on at the same time that I'm moving around the house and I may encounter it, either visually or orally. And I don't want that to happen. Luckily, they can record it and watch it after I go to bed. I think that's safest for everyone. I'm sure Marcus is a huge fan. Wow. Haven't seen a second of it. Although... I kind of have very little time for people that complain about reality TV because the answer is not watching it. Although I think in this particular case, this person that's phoned TVNZ, they're upset because it's targeted as children. And children watching a show like that, they think, well, actually, it gives a bad example. Or everyone's rated from best to worst. That's from my understanding. If you've got more clarity than me about how it goes, how it goes, let me know. But I presume these things, you know, someone become... Yeah, there's always sort of an idiot, the the villain, that people get off on kind of... um. And Mark Dye, he's a respected broadcaster. He's got himself involved. I mean, he was a talkback host. He's a talkback host with a top knot, one of the few. Probably the... Oh, no, I think Danny Watson might have had one. Uh, but he is on it. He's doing it. He's the host. I don't know if he knew what he was getting. I don't know if he knew it was going to be so brutal. But I wonder often sometimes if TVNZ themselves don't actually encourage the outrage to get people to watch it, because, you know, that's what you want to do these days. Netflix. Yahtzee. There's plenty of other things for people to do. What is Yahtzee? Does he mean Yahtzee? Does he mean the, the sort of the letter dice game Yahtzee? What's Yahtzee? What's he talking about? Unless, maybe, oh, it's possible that it's another online television streaming service. If it is, I need it, obviously. It's a lot of hours in the day. And at the moment, I'm only watching, like, 20 different shows. I am Glenn ZB. That has been News Talk ZB uh, for Thursday. We're back here tomorrow for more of really the only online show you need to uh, be interested in.